This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, July 18th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. One big problem with the new Federal Consumer Protection Agency is that the agency doesn't have to balance its consumer protection role with anything else. That, says Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, could go a long way toward harming consumer interests. One of the primary uh, rationales for pushing it back against the agency is you do see this separation of essentially prudential regulation, that is safety and soundness regulation, from quote-unquote consumer protection. And there is a concern that without that trade-off, you essentially uh, safety and soundness will suffer. And we did hear quite often from consumer advocates that one of the reasons for this agency is that regulators, bank regulators, focus too much on safety and soundness. Now, my own view is looking at 300-plus bank failures is maybe they didn't put, an emph- but they didn't put enough emphasis on safety and soundness. But perhaps the best example of this is seen in the context you know, of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. You had HUD quote-unquote mission regulator that pushed Freddie and Fannie to do ever more lending to ever more people who could not afford to sustain those mortgages versus their safety and soundness regulator. And because you had that, um, you didn't have that balancing act going on, you ended up with pushing these institutions into massive losses. So there's a very real concern that this agency uh, will end up creating bank failures rather than stopping them. Uh, And of course, many on the left would say, well, that's a reasonable price to pay. Now, I, of course, think that financial crises are not good things, and pushing people into loans that are unsustainable is not a, is not a wise thing. Now, of course, part of the uh, part of whether you like this agency or not depends on one's narrative of the crisis. I would characterize the people who advocate this agency as believing we're here because credit was too expensive, credit was predatory, uh, whereas many of us who are skeptical of the agency believe we're here because credit was too loose and too cheap. You essentially had a credit bubble, uh, and of course, had speculation. You need borrowers to have speculation, to have a bubble. Uh, And instead of having this attitude that borrowers were simply duped into taking loans that they couldn't afford, uh, it really was a situation where borrowers and lenders were incentivized to gamble in the housing market, among other markets for that matter. Um, For instance, a very good way of demonstrating, for instance, if one wants to make the, is this the right agency and was it going to work falsifiable, is to look at other sectors of the economy. For instance, we know that commercial real estate, the office market, boomed and bust before the housing market and actually boomed in a bigger way. Yet, I have not heard anyone suggest that the office market was characterized by predation. You know, you think about these $20 million office uh, mortgage deals where lenders are, you know, lawyers, teams of lawyers are pouring through the documents. It's kind of hard to say that these party, these transactions between sophisticated parties were predatory. So again, there has to be a common driver, and predatory lending does not explain that common driver, nor does it explain the boom and bust that we had in very other countries. I mean, Spain had a bigger uh, boom and bust here. So did they have the same sort of predatory lending? You know, that has not been demonstrated, I think, to any degree. It's also important to keep in mind that the consumer agency is set up, actually exempts most of the parties who actually contributed to the housing crisis. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they're exempt from it. Uh, you know, there's realtors across the street who always tell you that housing prices are going to go up, never come down, always a good time to buy. Those sorts of things are exempt from it. Uh, instead, this agency is really, you know, to, to sort of invoke Rahm Emanuel, they didn't want to let a crisis go to waste. And so there was a plan all along for decades, an attempt to regulate non-bank financials, uh, institutions like payday lenders and check cashers. Now, whatever anyone thinks about payday lenders, I think we could probably all agree they did not cause the financial crisis. So this was really an attempt to get something that uh, Democrats could not get otherwise and to use the cover of the financial crisis to do so.
what else will this agency do in terms of under the guise of consumer protection, what will it do? Well, there are a number of things in which it will monitor. Uh, and it's important to keep in mind that the vast majority of consumer financial protection is not only enforced by regulators, but it's also enforced by the trial bar. Almost all of the statutes this agency will administer have private rights of action. And there's already been a tremendous amount. There's a tremendous amount of litigation leading up to the crisis. There's been a tremendous litigation after the crisis. So certainly one of the things that, that I fear, particularly given that a former state AG, Attorney General, has been proposed as a nominate the agency, uh, and I think we know that state AGs have a long history uh, of farming out quote-unquote justice to the, the trial bar. Uh, so one of the things that this agency is absolutely going to end up doing is to serving essentially as a discovery vehicle for the trial bar. It's going to collect information, put it out there. It's going to collect data that the trial bar can then go use to essentially shake down lenders and essentially try to get money out of them. So we're going to see a tremendous more amount of litigation out of this. And of course, at the end of the day, these costs are passed on to the rest of us consumers. So to some extent, I have greatly concerned that this agency will raise the cost of credit, uh, limit its availability. You also see some push to see more um, essentially social lending. For instance, some of the statutes like the Home Mortgage Disclosure Act, which collects you know data on race and delinquency and rejection of loans, is transferred to this agency. And this agency is also empowered to collect all sorts of data on other parts of the consumer market. So certainly another figure of mine is we will see what the federal government did for the mortgage market, which was socialize it and force losses upon the taxpayer being done for all sorts of types of consumer credit. You know, now the taxpayer will essentially be end up bearing the losses from credit cards or small business loans and other things here that essentially will be incredibly expensive at the end of the day. President Obama, I believe it was on Jay Leno, um, at the very beginning of his presidency, sat down and said, well, look, you buy a defective toaster and you can sue uh, the manufacturer and you can recover something for, you know, negligence, things that the, the um, company should have done. But he said, there, well, well, there's no way to do that with financial products that are uh, defective in some way. I guess in, when, the, when President Obama was in law school, they apparently did not cover fraud in any of his classes. Uh, it's actually absolutely false that you don't have a right of redress if you were defrauded or, or, or taken advantage of in credit transactions. Uh, there, pro there arguably is few markets in our country that are more regulated than the mortgage market. It is vastly over-regulated, if anything. Um, so, and, and part of this is, of course, the presumption that these products are necessarily you know, structurally flawed in and of themselves. For instance, we know that the number one cause of delinquency on any credit transaction, whether it's your mortgage or your credit card, is the loss of a job. How essentially does a mortgage cause you to lose your job? You know, the president doesn't necessarily explain that because it's far more complicated than what he is what he has presented. Most of the mortgages out there worked exactly as intended and as how it would be understood. The fact is is that there were other life transactions that had our housing prices went down in a way and people did not expect. For instance, it's not clear to me how this agency is going to make sure that housing prices never go down. So, again, the president seems to display an absolute misunderstanding of how we got in the crisis and actually how basic financial instruments work. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.